following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Tyler and Brian are back at it, but in a new way. We got real games to break down as week one is well underway and still ongoing. That's right. College football is officially back. Thanks very much for listening. I'm Brian Finch, and this is the Two Point Conversation. What up, my man, Tyler? What's going on, man? We finally had a full Saturday of 12 o'clock football to midnight football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tried staying awake as much as I could for Pac-12 action. Pac-12 after dark's normally pretty <laughs> fun, but uh, nah, didn't make it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I couldn't. I, um, I watched a little bit of the Michigan game before I went to work. Then I caught some games. While at work, it was a little bit of dead. It was dead yesterday, so get to watch a little bit of college football. Uh, I got home, watched the end of the Ohio State game, Notre Dame game, and I tried. I every year I tell myself I'm going to watch at least one Pac-12 game, and I can't. I'm always dozing off at halftime, or I don't make it. Uh, speaking of not making it, uh, GCD attendance for the UCLA game. Yeah. Oh my God. So apparently they they got they missed the memo. And uh, the move to the <laughs> West Conference of the Big Ten doesn't happen yet. I think some yeah, right. on, some fans got on it early and like, oh, we got to get out to the Midwest. No, <laughs> guys, chill. You're still in L.A. Your games will still be in L.A. Please continue to support your team. Right. That it even looked, um, it bad. even USC. It was a little bit of dead for Lincoln Riley's debut and Caleb Williams' debut. Welcome. Football's not. Welcome to LA, I, man. There, there's, I guess so. There's too much going on in that city to constantly bring in the big crowd. That's what I'm saying. Like if a, if a, if the city has too much going on, then it seems like they're the money for that team doesn't. What am I trying to say? I'm trying. To, it's early. It's just like having too much. It's overwhelming, and you don't get a lot of fan base in it. I guess. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, it's the whole reason why people constantly said that an an LA football team, an NFL football team would not work. There's too much going on. You got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, you got. To those that give 100% to fall. To those with 90 minute pumpkins adorning their Well, I don't agree with that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the commercials. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, LA scene. It's bad. It's bad. Um, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, we got enough quote-unquote bad stuff we can talk about uh because with college football being back comes big marquee games that almost always i don't want to say like an 80 20 split but at times it feels like that bad where you got like two big 
top teams from different conferences playing week one. So in this case, we got uh, Georgia going against Oregon, three versus 11. And the, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Stop them. What a slaughter. An absolute slaughter. Uh, <laughs> 49-3 is our final here. Uh, from basically a hometown game for Georgia, they played in the um, the Falcons arena, um, stadium, which is the Chick Fil A Dome, right? Or is it the Mercedes? Yeah, I think it's Mercedes something. Okay. Mercedes Dome. Mercedes I know, I know they have a, a Chick Fil A inside that stadium, which I find hilarious because it's predominantly exactly. a uh, NFL game or you know hosting stadium. And yeah, Chick Fil A is not open on Sundays. Yeah. Whoever made that should be fired. God don't serve chicken on Sundays. That's all I know. Nope. It's his day. <laughs> so, man, the hype for this was pretty big. Um, I listened to a few. There's a, a particular podcast that I listen to constantly for my uh, college football content. Um, the Solid Verbal. They've been doing it forever. Dane Rubenstein uh, is my man. He's big Oregon Duck fan. So. He but he said it all along, Tyler. He goes, if they cover the spread, I would be shocked. He said, he said, he said um, that even they like even the the spread, which I think was maybe even like plus eleven. It that might close, been. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't. It depends on when you get it, obviously. But he said he goes, they're not going to cover it. It's not going to be good. And I was like, come on. Oregon's got more guys coming back. Georgia lost so many to the pros. Yeah, except for they they filled out their roster with studs since those guys left. Um, Your impressions of this game, because this is one that you would have been able to catch more of. Yeah, so I watched uh, almost this entire game. Um, Yesterday, we recorded the men's locker room and Joe who's on the show. He's a big Ducks fan, and he was uh, hyping up the entire Oregon Ducks franchise and school and stuff like that so we were talking about this game and i was like okay okay joe whatever you know i think george is gonna stop him i took the over it was 54 i lost 52 um but yeah watching this game it seems like i don't know if it's i got two things here i don't know if it's georgia that's absolutely unreal actually i take that back three things georgia is absolutely unreal Oregon just can't mix in with the SEC. And then is this a preview for the playoffs in a couple of years that we're going to see? I did see that talking point a lot, the last one, which is, oh, all you that want a bigger playoff, more teams in the playoff, this is what you'll get. Except my counter to that, which I saw, thankfully, you know, put back on the same people putting it out, which is, okay, but, but this is preseason like rankings coming in with a eleven versus three, not a final standings. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like let's let's watch Oregon. Maybe they end up being a a top twelve team. Maybe right? Yeah, you know, because like the Pac twelve, I mean, it's not really, um, not really as strong as the SEC, the Big Ten, or you know, just stuff like that. But like, what I want to know is. Where does Oregon go next? Do they stick with Bo Nix, who transferred from Auburn? You know, I was kind of hyped. I was, I'm was i a Bo Nix fan. I liked him at Auburn. I thought he was nice. And then yesterday, he just, yeah. I guess that's why he left the SEC. 
Yeah. No, absolutely. No. I mean, it, it's the, it, they're, Oregon has, has got a, still got that nice golden parachute that they're falling from the sky with, which is all the fun of the uniforms and the culture that Chip Kelly built there. I think it still carries over, even though we're many coaches away from when Chip Kelly was the head coach there. Um, I do think this comes down to that Georgia is just that damn talented. Yeah, They will make almost everybody on their schedule look really bad, like really bad. Uh, well, the one thing I was thinking of immediately, which is I'm watching the game and listening to it. I had to listen to it for parts because of stuff to do in the house. But there was a there was a pick in like the first, not the first drive. It was like the second drive for Oregon. And it was a five-star freshman cornerback that picked it off. And it's just like, yeah. here, here's a, a, a kid that literally was, he's 18 years old. He literally was playing against 16-year-olds last year. And he just came out in a elite matchup and just picked off a dude like no problem like yeah and it was like and it wasn't like a a fluke play it wasn't a tip play guy read the coverage had good leverage got to the ball (laughs) yeah i mean it's awesome it's it's absolutely insane how they uh uh recruit and everything because at the end of the game like the last you know 10 or five to 10 minutes in the game georgia threw all their backups in and their backup backups are good Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I've been shuffling through papers for what seems like for five minutes trying to find it. Ah, they're there. So because we got to do a little blend here, let's mention real quick um, the reasons why Georgia is going to be damn good. Here are the 2022 recruits for Georgia. I am staring at five five five-star recruits. Uh, Mikel Williams, defensive line. Um, Malachi Starks, uh, an athlete. Uh, I love when they're just listed as athlete. Put him wherever you want. He'll be awesome. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. at edge. Jaheim Singletary, cornerback. Uh, Dalen Everett, cornerback. It's like they can send whoever they want to the pros because the next guys up are just going to be that damn good. Uh, yeah, they're tied in too. Brock Bowers. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that wa- He's... that run by that Washington, the, 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 the second – number two tight end he cut yeah. the flare rod out to the sideline oh my god they're just a guy to hell <laughs> it's they're just insane he just like, every position oh yeah oh yeah running backs wide receivers quarterback is still bleh. you know what i mean i mean <laughs> uh i'm not i'm not looking to take a, a shot at stetson bennett where like i think he'll never um make a play so good that i'm like wow you know he might, he might have some wild plays in him, but I mean, it's the talent around him that will succeed, uh, make him succeed. That is so. Yep. So Georgia dominates in their opening. They uh, they want to repeat, and it looks like they are all dialed in. So I would not bet on them not dominating. So let's go to the rest SEC, the rest of the SEC, and try and pick out some other games that are worth mentioning. Um. Oh, I know. I was watching this game. I watched all the, just about all this game last night. I, I, um, we were texting and I turned it on late. But um, uh, Florida Utah, man. Oh yeah, 
that was a great game. Um, Utah, to get into the actual game, Utah had a chance at the end to actually win it. Uh, it was a goal-to-goal situation. Um, was just like 20 seconds left on the clock, something like that. And um, their quarterback threw a pick because there was some miscommunication on a route and receiver fell over and dude threw the ball. And the only guy there was a Florida uh, Gator. So did you catch any of this game? Uh, I didn't, but I, I heard some uh, some rumblings about this game, and I heard it was, like, fantastic. Oh, it was. It really was. It was It was really fun back and forth. But even more than that, I, I think we have a front runner in the SEC for Uh-oh. who could be the quarterback of the year. Now, his stat line, not that impressive, but it's the plays he makes that are. So, um, Anthony Richardson goes at quarterback for Gators, goes 17 of 24. Nothing crazy. 168 yards, definitely nothing crazy. No touchdowns, no interceptions. But if you watched him read the defenses, move in the pocket, and and just make plays, guy's electric, man. Yeah, I mean, he can rush the ball to him and dual threat quarterback. He had 11 attempts for 106 yards and three touchdowns. So, on the ground, guy dominated. Right. But beyond that, his arm talent's fantastic. Very Cam Newton-esque, but like, I don't, I mean, Cam Newton at Auburn was elite, right? He he may end up being elite. He's not going to like jump out this year or anything, so we get probably another, at least another year of watching him. But having him be the decision maker for the Florida Gators, I think they might mess around and make it to the SEC Championship. I was just about to ask you, is Florida back? He he might be that kind of a difference maker. Now, the little bit of pause, just because you let Utah almost roll up 30 points on you. <laughs> and, and Utah's just okay. I mean, I like their quarterback quite a bit. He played pretty well. Um, Cam Rising? Yep. Yeah, Cam, 22-32, one touchdown, and then the interception at the end, which easily... Things go just slightly different. Ends up with a game-winning score. I I think um, I think though that th- having that test early and withstanding it at home like that that mm-hmm. just created some enormous boost for that locker room. You know, I, I, actually, I don't I don't mind Florida. They're a team that I uh, quietly root for. Well, that's because you're a Michigan fan, and we always beat them. Exactly. <laughs> what are we scared of? Every time we get matched up with them, it ends up with us destroying them. Yeah. Remember that color matchup we had a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. When we uh, wore the yellow? It's fantastic. I like those. Should have brought those back. Yeah. They um they used to have, uh, was it Dan, Dan Mullen was their head coach? Used to be. Um, yeah. They got a first, um, a new head coach this year. What's his name? Uh, Billy Napier. That's right. Um, Billy Napier was at Clemson when Dabo Sweeney. So now he is first time head coach for the Florida Gators and he is off to a great start. I want to know. It was a really fun matchup. Um, I thought it was a good combination of, uh, a strong defense from Utah and a, it might be a equally powerful offense from Florida. So Swamp was rocking. Uh, let's pick out at least one more here. 
from the SEC. Ooh, I know. Cincinnati, Arkansas. Yes. This had a lot of betters losing money, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I was uh I didn't touch this game. <laughs> oh, I I, w- I wasn't sure I had in the morning I was like, yeah, you know what Cincinnati could possibly upset, but they lost everybody. And then I was thinking, you know, Arkansas SEC team. I don't know. But in the end, Arkansas had a win. And they won. Oh, pick pick suey, man. Uh might might be uh Coming, they, I mean, they messed around a little bit last year. Let me see here. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. They had a real close game against Alabama. I remember that. Uh, they lost 42-35. Real close game. Um, they beat Penn State in their bowl game. Um, a crazy game against Ole Miss in October last year, 52-51. They got absolutely destroyed by Georgia, 37 to nothing though. Um Ooh. But I did think I do, I do remember watching that Alabama going uh, game and going okay let's let's pencil you guys in for 2022 and see what you look like. So Sam Pittman returns for his third year there. Um, does a decent job on recruiting. Got some four, uh, about five four star guys coming in here. A whole bunch of three star guys. Uh, one two star guy listed from Cambridge, Wisconsin. Man, that's a big culture shift coming from. I was about to say. So, uh, so far as this game goes, uh, Razorbacks win 31-24. Um, their quarterback is KJ Jefferson. I knew that. 18 of 26, 223 yards through the air, three touchdowns. And he added in 18 rushes for 62 yards and one touchdown. Good playmaker. Good playmaker. Um, I thought overall, I didn't get to watch any of this game, just highlights throughout. It it seemed like Cincinnati right now doesn't know how to play a balanced game to benefit mm-hmm. themselves. Like last year, think about them last year and their run to the playoffs. Balanced football, good defense, control control the ball on offense. You know, you never, you never out of control as far as the score goes. They always seemed really in control, uh, good balance. And now mm-hmm. this year, you don't have those lockdown corners. You know, you had elite corners, like really elite corners on the outside for Cincy. Um, and then, and then you, you lose a a, a five star or a five star uh, fifth year quarterback and and um, Desmond Ritter. I mean, how do you make that up? Yeah, right. So I do think I do think um um uh, what is his name? The coach for Cincinnati starts with an F used to be he's a coach for Ohio State. People listening right now are like, You idiot. <laughs> They're yelling at you because I don't know either. They're yelling at us. <laughs> that's all right. I do it to myself all the time, trying to say stuff that I that's not ready to come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't think. Uh, Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle. That's it. I got it. I got there. I didn't even have to look it up. I wish I could prove that, but I didn't even have to look it up. So, Arkansas, we'll keep an eye on you for the SEC, and then we won't get into detail on any of these. Um, but um, Auburn wins against Mercer. Who cares? Mississippi State wins against Memphis. Who cares? 
South Carolina wins against Georgia State. Who cares? Hey, even Vanderbilt won 42-31 over Elon. So down go the Musks. They they have to change their nickname, school nickname to the Musks from now on. <laughs> um, Alabama blows out Utah State. <clears throat> uh, worth mentioning that quarterback Bryce Young for Alabama didn't look great. 18 of 28, 195 yards. He had five touchdowns. But only 195 yards. Guy wasn't asked to do too much. Of course, he wasn't asked to do too much. They're playing a garbage. Utah State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was thing that I saw trending quite a bit on Twitter. It's like, no, no, but Bryce Young. I mean, he's a little, you know, he's still a little beanie <laughs> out there and what he's able to do on the field is, is pocket manipulation, things like that go. But uh, not, not a blow him away kind of performance. Uh, Kentucky wins. 37-13 over Miami of Ohio. Um, Mississippi wins. Everyone in the SEC looks like they won. Yeah, Texas A&M blew out Sam Houston State. Uh, Missouri won. Tennessee won big over Ball State, 59-10. Uh, Vanderbilt themselves put up 63 over Hawaii, who are Michigan Wolverines will take on next week. So yep. that's good to know that Vanderbilt put 63 up on Hawaii, so... I would love to see what, what we'll do next week. I think that's it for SE, the SEC. Um, where do you want to go next? Um, do you want to do the Big Ten? Let's do it. Let's start with the beloved Maryland Terps. No, just kidding. <laughs> we'll start with the team that Tyler and I root for. The Michigan Wolverines, who I just mentioned, will play Hawaii next week. Uh, good showing. What'd you think? I loved it. Um, I got about to watch the, at least the first half hour. Then I got to work and then I caught bits and pieces. Um, all I got to say is I think JJ is our guy. Quarterback conference controversy is putting it lightly. Um, I think Harbaugh did a good job all off season of trying to keep this to sound like a true competition. But when the bullets are flying and the competition ramps up, there isn't anything in McNamara, um, who got the start this week against Colorado State, there's nothing he can do that J.J. can't also do. Mm -hmm. But there are plenty of things that J.J. McCarthy can do that McNamara never would dream of. Yeah. JJ is like that, you know, he's uh he reminds me of like a, a Lamar Jackson or um like a Kyler Murray who can scramble or like a Josh Allen who can scramble out of the pocket, extend the play, um, can do the read option. I, I, I'm a huge fan of JJ. I li- I liked him last year. Oh yeah. I mean he, he he made that one cross body throw from like between the hashes and the sideline on the right side. And then he threw it to the opposite hash over top of a cornerback. I'm yeah. Like, All right. That's arm talent. That's that's stupid arm talent. Like, Start him now. You shouldn't be able to do that, nor should he have done it. It was a terrible decision, but whatever. Ended up working. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting to watch because he uh, I didn't know if he would see JJ at all. Now obviously it turned into a blowout pretty quick. They were up thirty to thirty to nothing 
by the was it going in the half they were down they're up thirty nothing. Um seems like it. They were up twenty three nothing going in the half. So it would have been somewhere in the third quarter that they mixed they put JJ in and just left him in. Um he only attempted four passes on the day. You know, it wasn't anything crazy as far as being a quarterback, but they let him run the ball. He did a couple of read options, three three carries, hit the yards, touchdown. Um my boy Karam, um uh, Coram, Blake Coram, uh thirteen on the ground uh thirteen attempts on the ground, seventy six yards. He's okay. Um Donovan Edwards, um, more or less the same, 12 for 64 on the ground. Nobody really stood out in the receiving game. It was sprinkled in. You know, everybody got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It was just, it became such a blow so quick that I don't even know if they bothered getting too deep into the playbook, you know? Yeah, right. And what about the defense? I think the defense has got good defense. I saw a really fun stat this morning. Last year, in all the games that Michigan played, there were nine sacks that didn't come from Hutchinson or Ajabo, who are both in the NFL now. Hutchinson obviously being a top two pick. Yesterday, there were seven players, not named Hutchinson or Ajabo, that had a sack. <clears throat> so the talent's there. It's been there the whole time. They just, you know, you have marquee guys at DN, you just leave them in. Right. Yeah, you're right. It was the defense is dominating. The, the line of scrimmage was Michigan's the entire game, and they rolled like they should have. So, enough about our beloved Michigan Wolverines. Hail. You got my new Hail Yes shirt on. I like that. Freaking love this shirt. Amazon's the best. Shout out Amazon, our sponsor. 2110 Buckeyes over ND. This was college game day's destination. Always a Good fun game. scene. Always a fun scene in Columbus when game day comes to town. I did catch a little bit of that. Um, didn't stay too long because I don't need to keep hearing about how good ND and or uh, Ohio State is. You know, I can I can listen for about twenty minutes and I'm like ah, that's enough. So <laughs> this is a real close game the whole time. No one was really in control the whole time. It wasn't until the fourth quarter where uh, Ohio State was able to find their rhythm offensively and distance themselves from ND. Uh, you caught all this game? Uh, I would say majority of the game, yes. Um, I watched it, a little bit of the underwork, and then when I got home last night, I caught the, like, maybe the last five minutes of the fourth. Uh, I was pulling for Notre Dame all night. Um, they were so close. Their tight end is sweet. I don't have his name offhand, and I wish I do. I wish I did, but um, – and then their quarterback, too. That's true freshman, his first start, especially in hostile territory in Columbus, Sunday night, or, uh, Saturday night football, college football game day. He balled out. He did good. And, you know, not biased because we hate Ohio State. But C.J. Stroud, I'm not too worried about him. I'm not like, oh, my God, here he comes. Like, this is – you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too, not too worried on CJ Stroud if he came and played Michigan tomorrow. A little bit of regression, maybe? I would say so. I mean, unless Notre Dame or Notre Dame has a, a great defense that we don't really know about yet because they did play Ohio State. Well, um, 
Notre Dame Twitter was loud last night, and as always, they they were very impressed with their defense. They were they were they were touting it as this is what they expected. This this they thought that their defense could take an elite offense like Ohio State and stymie them. I take in the the fact that it's week one, um, and it's a new head coach for Notre Dame that they were able to just capitalize on a lot of excitement. I think that's what mm-hmm. it is. we'll see going down the stretch. Um, I did pull up their schedule here for the remainder. <clears throat> so easy game against Marshall. Then they're going to take on Cal, which is interesting. They're going to take on uh, North Carolina. That's a t- uh, one to um, circle. September 24th at North Carolina. North Carolina just scored 63 points. Now, it was against Appalachian State in a, an absolute thriller of a game. It was like 62-63, something stupid like that. Um, but, I mean, they haven't forgotten how to score. That's what UNC does now. They have an right. offense, and uh, Mac Brown has got that team dialed in. So that's a good test there. Uh, other than that, it's it's you won't find out again until maybe Clemson on November fifth, their next real test. They get a pretty good schedule um, if they want to make a run here. Now, obviously, they're zero and one, but I mean it's it's zero and one with Ohio State night game. And they were there. Yeah, it, I think. This won't look as a bad loss. I think this will turn out to be an okay loss uh, for ND. So that uh, tight end you were talking, Michael Meyer. Yes, that's his name. Yep. I had to look it up myself. Did you watch this game? I Well, I caught. So uh, I let the kids take control of the TV uh, before bed. We watched Sonic 2. Good movie. Um, but then once Sonic 2 was over, I took the TV back over. And that's... <laughs> And at that time, ND was up. Um, they were up what ten to seven? Yeah, they were up ten seven. And then I saw the Buckeyes score, and then that was it. Basically, yeah. once, once they got once they got up by four, I knew they were fine because ND was struggling to to move the ball in the second half. They just they could not rely on anything like let's see here so uh buckner uh starting quarterback for nd goes 10 of 18 177 yards no touchdowns no interceptions but the ground game is pretty atrocious uh we got one dude six rushes 28 yards another dude nine rushes 21 yards uh the quarterback tried rushing 11 times for only 18 yards i mean you you cannot you cannot have that low of a run efficiency in college football and win. You can right. be a pass happy team, but your run, the times you do run, you need to be efficient. If you're not, if you're not taking off chunk plays, you should be averaging in college football. It's not crazy to average five yards a carry. I agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think, I mean, the Buckeyes recruit really well. I mean, their defense is elite. Um, it wasn't last year, but I mean, in years past, it has been. So we'll see. We'll see. So 24, 34 for Stroud, as we mentioned, uh, not looking so stellar. Two touchdowns. He's okay. It, their running game was really excellent, though. So, uh, Henderson goes for 91 yards and 15 attempts. Uh, Williams goes for 84 yards and 14 attempts. See, right there, you got two guys over six yards a touch. 
that's that's elite production. SC, um, other news in Big Ten, I suppose we should hit. Uh, Iowa's back to playing Iowa. So, <laughs> seven three is our final uh, between the South Dakota Jackrabbits and uh, our Iowa Hawkeyes. So seven to three, you're thinking one touchdown, one field goal. Well, you would have got the one field goal right. <laughs> Two safeties for Iowa uh, end up being the difference in this game. I I don't even know what to say. I really don't. Speechless. There was a punt by Iowa inside their red zone. And, and I'm sorry, inside the Jackrabbits red zone. So inside their own goal line. It went 12 yards. Oh, Iowa, what's going on? Yeah. And it, it obviously got the tweets from the masses of, Iowa's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's see. On Friday night, we had Michigan State take care of Western Michigan, 35-13. They looked pretty good. It's Western Michigan. That's a really fun matchup because there's those two schools are real close to each other. Obviously, both Michigan teams, but like they're actually like – Almost in the same town. So when you look oh, at really? the stands, yeah, when you look in the stands, like green and brown are like right on top of each other. There's no uh, like they shared the whole stadium. It was crazy. Like when Western Michigan made the few plays they did, it sounded a little like a home game at times. I didn't know they were that close. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure there's uh, even like within you know married couples where like maybe one person went to Michigan State and the other person went to Western Michigan. So right. Um. Uh, going back to Thursday night, we had a thriller, which I called my Purdue Boilermakers, almost pulling off the upset. Uh, but it's Penn State over Purdue, 35-31. Very, very fun game. I uh, hope you all turned in, tuned in for that. Um, that was a great game. It, it featured two quarterbacks that are um, fifth-year starters. They're both 24 years old. So 2020 uh, shutdown, the COVID year is wreaking havoc on everything that is uh, going on in college football right now. Because there's, I saw a dude that had, it, he was in his seventh year, a seventh year senior. So he got redshirted probably as a freshman, probably had an injury redshirt in there, and then yep. got a COVID redshirt. So he got three redshirt treatments. So he's seventh, seventh year. Going, going for his doctorate. <laughs> uh, no one else worth noting, really. Um, not getting into at least. So, Big Ten football looks like they're playing Big Ten football, which I, I will always say is not the most exciting. But you know, it come November, it, that's when those games start mattering because we're playing big time football in you know in October and in September, where other guys are. They're still flying around like nothing, and we're yeah. grinding. Big Ten's grinders. That's that's the biggest change that UCLA and USC will need, I think. Uh, let's go ACC now. How's that sound? I'm in. Um, let's see, where do you want to go first? Lot of blow. Oh, we'll go right here. North Carolina, Appalachian State, because I already mentioned it. 63-61, UNC wins over Appalachian State. It is a 
I think it was a missed field goal by Appalachian State, maybe, to finish the game out. Let's see here. Yeah, North Carolina didn't look too good in the beginning. They looked flat. Super flat. Okay, it was a missed two-point conversion. That's how the game ends. They went for the two-point conversion to tie it up 63-63. Did not get it. UNC escapes. Yeah, um, I didn't watch any of this. Just, just no, me neither. The, the just the cut-ins, the, which is always fun. There is, I will give a shout out to a radio program. Um, you can find on an app somewhere. I forget which app has it, but it's like NFL Red Zone, mm-hmm. but it's college football, and it is bonkers because <laughs> it's just touchdown at the touchdown, and they're right. all the plays. Dude does a really good job. I wish I knew his name off the top of my head, but he does an excellent job of being, um, you know, like uh, what's his name for the red zone? Starts with an S. I forget his name, but he does his own version of that. Um, another close game: NC State, East Carolina. Uh, East Carolina falls twenty-one twenty to the uh, Wolf Pack. Let's see how they finish up. Did you watch it or did you see any of this? They lost on the game winning field goal or yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Oh my god. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And I saw many a tweets from people like, oh, we got some real upsets brewing. And they're talking about Appalachian State and North Carolina in this game. And then three three minutes down in their timeline. And it's well, I guess yep. that means them. <laughs> Um, ACC though didn't have any real tests. Like, I mean, okay, those end up being real tests, but I mean, there's no other marquee games. You got uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech playing Monday night. Uh, we get Florida State and LSU, which is a fun matchup today. Uh, as you're listening to this on Sunday, your Sunday episode, um, seven thirty ABC. Tune in for that, so you get it with the rabbit ears. You don't even download anything. Um. Trying to see anyone else. Pittsburgh, oh. West Virginia. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Talk about what a great game. Oh. I don't even I don't even know where to begin. It was it was great. We can start off with great uniform matchup. I know we texted a little bit during that game. Um, Kyle, what is it? Slovis? Slavis? Yeah. The he US did okay. Mm-hmm. 16 of 24, 308, one touchdown. But, you know, as we were texting, I was saying, like, pro prospect, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he may enter the league, but nothing to be excited about. Um, on the other side, you got Daniels. Um, get his first name here. JT. I love when I go to look for the first name and I don't even get I just get initials. But uh, JT Daniels, the the transfer. Uh, where did he Georgia. Go? Georgia, thank you. Uh, he was excellent, I thought, in this game, actually. Uh, 23 of 39, 214, two touchdowns, a pick. Um, but back and forth, no one's in control. But shout out Pitt Panther fans. You guys were amazing. Yeah, they were. Because they play at what, the Steelers Stadium? Yeah, yep. And they sold that out. Oh, yeah, they did. Big time. Uh, good for them. 
seeing all the old school because like now Pitt wears what they used to wear back in like the late eighties. Like they mm-hmm. went back to their old colors. Um just seeing the 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 stands is decked out and all that beautiful blue. Oh, so good. Good stuff. I think um the the standout from that game, which we haven't done a lot of wide receiver talk. There's plenty of big time uh receiver play this weekend, but this dude, Price Ford Wheaton. Oh yeah. The biggest play he had was a negative. Um it was like a, a second and ten play. Uh nice little curl route. Guy ran a great route. Balls delivered right on time, right into his hands. Don't know what happened because it popped straight out of his hands and went for a pick six for Pitt, which is an elite play by that guy. That guy read that all the blocks and everything perfect for that pick six. But I mean, that guy Ford Wheaton was having such a great game. He was literally the star of the game. Like he, no one could stop him. Like I said, I mean, what, what he, he had freaking. Uh, he was targeted 15 times, nine catches, 97 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, the guy was on his way to having just a baller day, and then that happened. And then, like, all momentum was just gone for West Virginia. Yeah. They looked flat after that. And then it was chasing. And it, but which made it exciting for us watching it because it was, they always kept it close. They're within a score, they're mm-hmm. within a score, but they could never get the stop and they could never get like a turnover or something to switch the, the momentum. So, yeah. Shout out them. Shout out Pitt. Shout out West Virginia. My dad's a big West Virginia fan back from the old uh, Pat White days. You remember those guys? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of them. Yep. I heard of him. I watched him, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I'm freaking old. Um, yeah, Pat Pat White was exciting. That's pre-Rich Rod, though. Maybe he was with Rich Rod. Man, Rich Rod's been around for a minute. Uh, speaking of Rich Rod, let's go to the Pac-12. Rich Rod is the coach of Arizona. We're not going to talk about them. Wait, he is I think he is still. Um. We already talked about Oregon, but I think we could probably talk. Um, we already talked about Utah. I guess we'll bring up USC. USC takes care of Rice, so the 14th um, ranked school in the country. Takes care of the Rice Owls. Didn't know their nickname was the Owls. Owls. Um, quarterback Caleb Williams is the transfer from Oklahoma with uh, Lincoln Riley heads off to USC. Has a great start. 19 of 22, 249, two touchdowns. Hey, he's good. Really good. It's just, I don't know. They, that stadium looked dead. Well, um, where is Rice? I have no idea. <laughs> As, the whole time I'm staring at their logo, I'm like, where, what, where are you from? I don't know. Uh, Caleb Williams and six carries, 68 yards on the ground, too. So, good day from them. Um, don't say anyone worth mentioning for the wide receivers, but good start for USC. Cal takes care of UC Davis, 34 13. Uh, here we go. Arizona takes care of San Diego State. By the way, we're Bills fans, so we're caught up. We were caught up in that Ariza mess, um, the punter. Yeah. From San Diego State, dude, I'm telling you, literally, as this game was starting and the people were pre like pre gaming it in the studio, mm-hmm. they had the balls to mention the new stadium without mentioning anything else. And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. 
I would not, I would have not mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, a word about that state. Right. So uh, I, I looked up Rice. Rice is located in Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. Little Houston um, crossover, a little Texas, California crossover there. Uh, TCU took care of uh, Colorado. So we're kind of covering Big 12 there, too. Arizona State, all over northern Arizona. Uh, yeah, you, you Pac-12 chose not to play anyone in week one, which, well, I mean, Utah played Florida, so we'll, we will say that. Other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see a single game I want to talk about. Other than a little shocked that the Beavers took care of Boise State so easily, 34-17. Would not have predicted that. The Oregon State Beavers. I don't know where else to go. I think that might be it. There's some yeah, more- I'm looking around and I don't, I don't really see anything. Hmm. Um, going back to maybe the Big Ten real quick, Nebraska 38-17 over North Dakota, which that game was really close. And if Nebraska would have lost that game, I think Scott Frost would have been done. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, right. I kind of forgot they they were playing again after they had just played. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, but other than that, I don't really see any games that are sticking out. No, not really. No, it takes a while to get ramped up. I mean, thank, thank God we did have some of those games, the elite matchups um, in Notre Dame and Ohio State and some of the early I mean, games this week. Syracuse took it to Louisville. Yeah, yeah. 31-7, which, you know, Louisville's always been good. No, that's a big, uh, good call on that. That's a that's a huge upset in a lot of ways. Um, neither ranked teams, but at the same time, I mean, you want to pick two football cr- programs that are exact opposite of each other right now. I mean, that's that's up there. So yeah, week one will be drawing to a close. We get. I like that it's so going forward. Uh, we'll be back to uh, it's just Saturday games. Um, eventually, we'll get some Thursday night games in. Uh, especially when Maction returns Thursday nights, <laughs> Wednesday nights. But um, until then, uh, I think we're we're back to the Saturday slate, which I prefer. I like mm. one starting off with Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I like yeah, that. me too. Who do you like tonight? Was it Florida uh, State LSU? I will take LSU because I have no reason to believe that Florida State is back. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going with LSU because yeah. uh, what? Uh, Brian Kelly, right? Yeah, I don't want to talk about him. Make right, his we'll debut tonight. <laughs> I don't like him. I've never liked him. I didn't like him in Cincinnati. I didn't like him in Notre Dame. Uh, he tries yeah. changing. He's trying to change his appearance now. He gave himself a goofy accent when he did his press. Yeah. Game. They might not win a game now. <laughs> After that. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for tonight's game. I'll probably, uh, like I said before we started recording, I have a wedding. Uh, hopefully, there's a TV there somewhere and pop my head in real quick. Yeah, um, but yeah, I like I like LSU in that one, and then tomorrow night, Clemson and Georgia Tech, and uh, I'm going to surprise some people. I'm going to go with Georgia Tech on this one. Okay, and I, I don't know. I, I'm betting why. I don't know. I just kind of look at the. <laughs> I kind of just look at the logos. I'm like, man, Georgia Tech's bad. Georgia Tech's kind of that team, like, they always play Georgia very tight, very well, 
And what we saw with Clemson last year, yeah, they had a winning record at the end of the year, but they didn't look like the regular Clemson Tigers that we've seen year after year. Yep. And Georgia Tech, I won't, if you're watching tomorrow night, Monday night, I think it starts at eight, yeah, eight o'clock. Uh, don't see, don't be surprised if uh, Georgia Tech makes it close or keeps it close. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, for Clemson's sake, they, they better not keep it close because. Clemson fans are just chomping at the bit to be super angry because of what right. of how quote unquote poorly they played last year when finishing nine and three. We're, we're terrible. We're nine and three. Calm down. If, if every school's worst year is nine and three, almost every team would take that. So, yeah. Uh, let's fast forward now to next week. Do com- quick previews. Um. Do you have any that you want to bring up right off the bat? Uh, if you want to rifle one off, I am currently. Well, the first one that's standing out is Alabama and Texas screwing off noon. Okay. Fox. See the betting lines here. Yeah. Alabama minus 16. Smash that all day. Take that all day. They're covering 16. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I like that game. Alabama, Texas, high noon. I'm mm-hmm. in. Um, probably another one that I would watch out for is South Carolina and Arkansas. There you go. 12 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, maybe Wake Forest and Vanderbilt. My SEC network, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, like, it's kind of going back to week one. I mean, Georgia's playing Samford. I don't even know where Samford is. I don't know either. That'd be a fun one to look up. Houston and Texas Tech might be good. That's true. Um, I'm looking at Pitt uh, and Tennessee, 330 and ABC. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a good huge, one. Huge test for Pitt. I'm all in on Pitt. Yeah, I, I am kind of too. I mean, what they did the other night. I mean, I was intrigued. I was sitting on the edge of my couch, and I'm not even a fan of neither teams. Right. Um, but let's see, seven o'clock uh, in Gainesville, Florida. The Florida Gators host number twenty Kentucky. Yeah. That'll probably be a good one. That's I'll probably game. be watching that one. Tickets start off at twenty eight bucks if you want to go. All right, let's do it. Oh wait, no, I don't like Florida. <laughs> yeah, too hot. Too hot. Uh, I'll I'll wait till. October, November to get down there. Yeah. Maybe USC and Stanford, 730 on ABC. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like Pac-12 um, getting a little early kickoff there at 730. So I can stay up for that. I can catch that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I can catch that one. And then, uh, of course, everybody has to tune in to our Michigan Wolverines hosting Hawaii. Yeah. On the, uh, eight, oh, 8 o'clock. Yeah, I don't know why it's a primetime game. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I have no idea. And it's on the Big Ten Network, which means I gotta I gotta figure out how I'm gonna watch it because I don't get. Yeah, I gotta find a. Yeah, me neither. I gotta find a stream or something. Yeah, shout out listeners, send us a stream. Yes, please. But other than that, I mean, those are probably the key games to to look for, and if you want to watch. But if there was one game to watch. Probably be Alabama and Texas, and then I will be tuning into that Florida and Kentucky game. 
I I legit think that Florida Kentucky game is going to be super exciting. A lot. Of yeah. Um, and I'm I'm low key hyped for the the pit in Tennessee. Um, I'm I've heard some good things about Tennessee, so we'll see what they got. We'll see what they got there. Other than that, uh, I think that's enough. We don't want to bombard you. There's countless games to watch uh, all day long on Saturday. Um, find whichever one you want to park your butt on the couch for, and um, I don't know. Maybe maybe one of these days, Tyler and I can set up a uh, uh, a chat through Twitter because me and you are on Twitter quite a bit. So, oh yeah, I live on Twitter. <laughs> we can we can set up a, a one of those um, chat rooms they kind of got going on. If anyone want to hop in, I like that idea. Yeah. So not this week. We'll we'll wait, we'll wait another uh, a few weeks until more more games pop in that are a little more highbrow. Um, Tyler, my man, it's back. Our Wolverines look nice. Uh, Thank God. There's plenty of exciting uh, teams growing around the college football scene, which is is good to see. Um, for a while there, it seemed like parity could not exist. I think that this. Oh, we should probably mention this. Um, so the playoffs, um, your thoughts on the playoff expansion for 2024 going to 12 teams. I'm excited. Um, you know, it gives teams, you know, if you think about like a couple of years ago, the BYUs, the Boise States to give a shot. Yeah. they might play Alabama and they might absolutely get steamrolled, but it gives, it gives hope. If you, if you're like a Cougar fan or a Bronco fan, um, Utah, Trying to think of teams that are just on the edge, but they're you know trying to get in. Oh, um, UCF, UCF, and UCF yeah, a few years ago, come to mind. Yeah, and possibly maybe if it started this year, Pitt, Pitt's on the outside looking in. Yep. Uh, but I'm I'm super excited. You know, I'm kind of sick of seeing. I mean, of course, the same four teams will be there. You know, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, whatever, Georgia. But you know, it gives it gives hope to. You know, never know. You never know what happens on Saturday. Well, I mean, it. in my opinion, for years, it's been tough to get people truly excited um, for the, the New Year's Day and even the pre-New Year's Day bowl games that don't really mean anything. So if you can take some of those games, throw on the, the playoff title, slap that on top of it too, along with the sponsorship, now it means a little something more. If your school can make it out of that first round, while mm-hmm. never being in the playoffs before, that alone is enough to be excited about. Absolutely. So I, I'm super stoked. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it one school I know this greatly advantages is Notre Dame because they're always that team that's talked about as we're getting down to the last few weeks. Can Notre Dame get in as an independent without having a championship? How good of a roster or, or a standings do they need to have? Yep. This way, it'll just be like, well, yeah, they're clearly one of the best 12 teams. <laughs> Absolutely. That won't be as hard of an argument. But, uh, yeah, college football is growing all the time. There's going to be complaints about it going forward. Some old timers. I know there's a lot of complaints about the whole USC-UCLA movement, which I get. But at the same time, it's like, guys, we're really just looking for as much co- competition as possible. That's all it's about. Yes, money's involved. It's always money involved, but Absolutely. it's not like they move to a a, a non power five uh, conference to go dominate or something. You know? Sure, it could be different if they went to the MAC. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're if all of a sudden now they're they're playing UB, you know, once yeah. a year, that's totally different. So I'm good. Uh, shout out UB getting destroyed by Maryland Terps. Woo. <laughs> Horns down. Yeah, really. Not good. Uh, let's get out of here though. That's enough football talk for today because it's still early and uh, we got to get this episode out so you can enjoy it. But uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Um, we're the first episode of the week, uh, Tyler, because we took a week off from two point. So uh, we all got rejuvenated, ready to get back into uh regular season NFL talk, which will start on Tuesday. No Monday episode. Tony, right now, there will be no Monday episode for you, but a Tuesday episode. Uh, Topics is back with Jaws and Matt, and I am hopping in as well. Um, and then we're right back into picks on Wednesdays. And man, we're we're geared up, ready to go here at two points. So thanks so much for listening. I'm Brian Finch over there, my man Tyler Zach. And uh, until next time, the two point conversation is good. Yeah, spot. <laughs>